0: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but what else do you want to hear? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Hey, what else? From the media, don't you want to hear? Huh? That, that, that's a good one. Life lessons for our faith week. we actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because all of the citizen band, all of the CB radio stations have been taken. Okay, that's a joke. Also, uh, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. So when I say man, this person really needs prayer, who comes to your mind? When I say to you, man, this person really needs prayer, who comes to your mind? Guess what? That's who you and I, That's we should, we should be praying for those people, right? You betcha. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness unless you're part of that uh, Davos group somewhere in weirdo land, and then we want it to die of loneliness. Very much so. <laughs> Just, if you're from that group who think that animals are more important than people and people are going to have to sacrifice so animals can live, all I have to say is Animal Farm has come to roost, so to speak. Anyhow, if you've got something you want to share, if you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, reach out to us. Now, some people are saying, Dave, you always make mention of the media, and you do it in kind of a negative way. Let's understand two very important things. One, the media. Media stands for making everyone dumber in America. And number two, media or news with agenda is propaganda. So are they uh, not doing good for people? You bet. Some are doing well. The majority are not doing well for people. Keep that in mind before you let that kind of garbage into your brain. In the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, you know what? You can. You can share your opinion. You can share your ideas, your thoughts, your comments. You can. If you've got a praise report, this is the place. If you've got a prayer request, this is the time. 972-445-0770 That's 972-445-0770 When you call 972-445-0770 You'll get a chance to talk to Dynamite D Hello lucky person You got the number right Cause you are talking to kid A dynamite Let me tell you what that's like. Talking to Dynamite D is like opening up your mailbox in front of your house and finding there's no bills due. I thought I was finding some money, but uh, I still think that's, it's a great thing. That's kind of like finding money, <laughs> right? No, really true. <laughs> you kind of like that. Uh, you can also reach out to us by text. We let that happen, too. We are just as brave as we can be, which is only kind of brave. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 210 8483. You can also send us an email, David at he must That's David at little at sign. He must It will actually come to us during the show. Really, for real, for real. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple of things we want to tell you about. Don't forget about the trizillion Bazillion podcasts that we have. In lieu of that, I'm going to tell you something that you have not heard before. This is brand new, so listen up. Yesterday, we did uh, Christian Chaos Part 9, and I thought it was pretty revealing, and I got a a, a decent-sized response from that for people that really needed that, really needed to hear that or really needed to share that with somebody. So on the website, at the very top of the website on the homepage is a little button that says spiritually wounded click here. And if you click there, it'll take them to or if you if you direct people to it, it'll take them to that particular podcast so they can hear it. It has been isolated. It's on the top of the homepage. That is to help people who have been hurt in churches who are just feeling like God is a trizillion, bazillion miles away and they can't make the connection, you're welcome to point them to that. We don't get anything for it. We're not selling anything towards them. We just want them to hear that he shares in their pain and he shares with them the life they go through and he weeps with them and has never left. Get it? Okay. So that's important. Plus, I want to point this out to you, and we're going to talk about this a little later on in the show. Our money is not high. let how, how do I say this okay, if I had an ace showing okay at a blackjack table uh, and I had an ace showing and uh, I, I, I wouldn't have enough money to make the bet. that's kind of what I'm trying to tell you so our money's a little low do what you can to help out we would greatly appreciate it if you can do so go to the website he must increase that or here's what I'm gonna say before we play it here's what I'm gonna tell you. You can give directly through the website. Super easy, very safe, secure, or it tells you how to give outside of the website. Now go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? He Praise report? He Looking to give to this ministry? He org. Confused by what's happening right now? He mustincrease.org. He mustincrease.org. <laughs> That's me bouncing back from a very bad workout the other day. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because I had a workout the other day. Didn't go well. It always it always concerns me when I'm working out and other people look at me and then they look at the first aid kit. <laughs> it's like, why are you looking at the first aid kit? <laughs> That's very funny. But, Dave, I really love that you work out, though. That's a great i training. I do. I try. <laughs> they all know me very, very well. Uh, it's really funny, but uh it's uh it's you know it's it's kind of a fourth home kind of thing. All right, uh, in the meantime, I do want you guys to be praying for the audience. very important to do that. That's part of our commitment that we make to one another. And in lieu of that, listen to this text that we're in in second Corinthians chapter two. I just, I will never be able to do the Word of God the justice that it is due. It's just not possible for any human being to really get there. But I want you to listen to this text, and then I want to bring it into play into our uh, current church lives, okay? This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and we are looking at verse 5, and it says this. Now, if anyone has caused grief, he has not grieved me, but all of you, to some degree, not to overstate it. The punishment imposed on him by the majority is sufficient for him. So instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. So there's a whole bunch of teachings on this has to do with the person in 1 Corinthians and blah, 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 blah. Here's what you got to know about the text, right? When church discipline takes place, when something does happen in the church community and it's wrong, we will often respond, many times respond almost too quickly, calling somebody out on the carpet. This is a biblical approach, especially if they're in an elder position to rebuke their sin before all. There's no way around that. That's what it says. It's commanded in the pastoral epistles. But there does come a time where the fire dies down. And the healing balm needs to be applied. So when there is somebody who messes up, uh, they should see it. But the idea is not to keep that person in that failure, but to restore them. So, knowing that I'm going to use biblical examples plus present-day examples— you already are aware that Peter messed up royally. What did Jesus do when Jesus Jesus you know called it on the carpet, told him what he was going to do? He ended up doing it, and then Jesus restored him. When Jesus restored him, he didn't go, by the way, Peter, great job denying me. Okay, so he didn't throw that in his face. When John Mark blew it, which we're going to get into in Acts coming up when he kind of departs from Paul and from Barnabas, he, he bails, he gets under the discipleship of Peter, and then he comes back and writes the gospel. Even at the end of Paul's life, he says, bring John Mark with you. So it's kind of a restoration process. Even though he had failure, he was restored, and in that restoration did more ministry than he ever would have done otherwise. And see, we have people, and people do dumb things. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but many of our great leaders, greatest leaders, actually, have done dumb things. You want to know why? They're humans. And when they do dumb things, it's a bummer. And when they acknowledge it, they they acknowledge it and they kind of go through that process. Then that's not it. And unfortunately, the church is pretty good at throwing the bath out, the the baby out with the bathwater. It's at that point that the church is supposed to change its focus and work on the restoration process. But that's not what the press or the media allows the church to do. And that's another point where the the church gets its cues from the worldly instead of biblical cues. When somebody blows it, they have that opportunity to be confronted. They acknowledge it. They own it. Then the healing process goes on so that they're not overwhelmed in sorrow. And then the scripture says that we're supposed to affirm and reaffirm our love for that person. This thing, this is one thing that does, okay, bear with me. (laughs) I'm going to take my breath. (sighs) Let's say the Lord uses somebody to help you get saved. And then two years down the road, that person has a total wreck in their faith. Do you know what that wreck in the faith didn't do? It didn't undo that person leading you to Christ. In other words, when the person is operating and the Spirit is operating through them, that's what happened. Even if they blow it later on, it doesn't undo what God has done. That's just stupid. What we do is we have this... Standard that doesn't really exist, certainly doesn't exist biblically, in the context of if they're not perfect, then anything they say, well, it's suspect. No. God used a donkey, a donkey. He used a donkey to rebuke a prophet. What else do you got to know? That means all of us can be used by God. (laughs) That's all you got to remember. God used a donkey to rebuke a prophet. God can use anybody, God can use anything, God can do whatever He wants. And their failures don't undo things. And our attitude in the church needs to be one of restoration. When somebody blows it, go help. Once they've acknowledged, once they've owned, you don't just keep shoving it in their face. Okay? That's what we talk about when we've talked about forgiveness, and we're going to get into forgiveness in this next little text. But keep in mind the church needs to be at the forefront of reaffirming love for those who have blown it. That is what Jesus did, and so should we. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cow Punch Sites. That's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops. Sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites. $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David, who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, and you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a... A wonderful day and uh you know every once in a while you get some extra time in with the lord and you just think man i can't wait to hear that trumpet <laughs> i just can't <laughs> yeah. wait to... i right. just can't right. wait what's going on but huh? yeah. you want to know the answer i, I guess, do huh? i do and so this is a good one how many times did the boy who elijah raised from the dead how many times did he sneeze seven that is correct sir you are right <laughs> A little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually uh, he—so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times, and then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how do you do that? I just thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do—I mean, how do you—I mean— My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that happens. But didn't didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, then, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I, you have <laughs> well, to I have sit to there work and the wonder. you to find that one out, huh? Yeah. I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it. it <laughs> <laughs> could be. That could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question. Did <laughs> he sneezed in his face? Welcome back. To the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man 770, the truth station here in Texas, as we get ready for our first trivia question in the Old Testament Whose palaces were filled with gold as nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value? Mm. think you know the answer. We'll give you that chance. 972-445-0770. You don't ever have to spell it right because I know voice recognition, by the way. That's me and voice recognition. Two people do, who are not walking together on the same path. Uh, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemussincrease.com. .org. In the meantime, we'll do our DNA cuz it is what we are made of. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Just spend some time with the Lord. I don't care. you know what? I got to say this. Even if you're in your car, right? Which is plenty of time in your car, just you know, just pay attention to the road. Don't close your eyes. But you can pray and talk to the Lord. Remember, Jesus, he's the shotgun angel. I love that. Shotgun angel. There's a song by Daniel Amos called Shotgun Angel. Uh, i never just, heard of that one. Oh, that's a great one. It's a great one. It's because he's riding in the front seat with you. You know, Shotgun. All right. Anyway, so that's draw closer to the Lord daily. That's D. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words Ever. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. So when I asked you that question earlier today, when I said, boy, this person really needs prayer, and that person came to your mind, you being a servant would say, I'm going to pray for that person. That's serving. See that? I know you're thinking serving is going to a soup kitchen, and it can be, but it can be a lot of other things, too. That is our DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily. D and never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. N and A always be ready to serve. Back to the trivia question we go. We'll give you another chance on this. In the Old Testament, whose palaces were filled with gold, as nothing was made of silver, because silver was considered of little value. Right. Oh. 972-445-0770 would be the call-in number. 214-210-8483. That would be the text. And then David at he org. That would be the email. Do not forget to pray for the audience. Do not forget to pray for the audience. Do not forget to pray for the audience. Plus, Noel and I need wisdom in regards to moving. I'm just telling you. We're just trying to, Lord, Lord. And Don asked me the other day, what are you going to do? I said, we're... We're waiting on the Lord. I'm yep, waiting yep. for the Lord to go here. Remember, I asked you that, too, about a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we just got to, like, you know what? We're just going to do it together, you know? Yeah. And we're just praying and waiting and waiting and waiting. All right, now, the other thing I do want to mention is that you guys need to be listening for a buddy on the air so you can commit to February prayer. Don't forget, when people call in, and they don't always call in, that's cool, but sometimes they'll call in, they'll have a prayer request, they'll have a praise report, they'll have an answer to trivia. You listen for the voices, and let the between you and the Lord, I want you to pick somebody. You got another week to do this for sure. And then just be willing to pray for them throughout the month of February. You don't have to pray nine hours. Like we said, just pray a little bit. Just pray the Lord will bless them, and you know, guide them and direct them. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Okay. Got that. Got that. Got the trivia question going into the rest of this text. Okay. So now that we've talked about not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, which the church could do a better job of, uh, second Corinthians chapter two, verse nine says this, my purpose in writing to you was to see if you would stay, Stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive them. If, and if I have forgiven anything, and if I have forgiven anything, having forgiven it in the presence of Christ for your sake, in order that, and we just taught on this last week, in order that Satan should not outwit us for we are not unaware of his schemes. So we did a teaching last week on forgiveness, and this was one of the texts that we talked about. This is where the text comes from. And Paul says something that's amazing. He says, if you forgive him, I forgive him. Now look at this principle. It's the same one that God uses with us. You're thinking, what? Oh, no, let's just follow. When Saul was persecuting the church, Jesus called him out and said, dude, you're persecuting me. As Jesus saw it, what was being done to his people was being done to him. It's the same thing here. Paul states, if you forgive them, I do too. We do with with and for one another because we're God's family. And so if somebody has, has wounded you and, uh, and they've been confronted and then you extend forgiveness, the person who's next to you, who loves you and supports you can't, can't keep going, yeah, well, I can't stand that person anyway still. That's the wrong spirit. If somebody's forgiven and they've had that extension of forgiveness, we catch on board and we go, we forgive them too. That's the call. That's Christian maturity. And then Paul writes, and boy, don't you love this, in order that Satan does not take advantage of us, in order that Satan does not outwit us, you know, he's playing a battle of wits. Do you know what, what verse is? 2 Corinthians chapter 2, we're verse 10. If you forgive anyone, I have forgiven anyone. And then it goes to verse 11. In order that Satan should not outwit us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. What do you mean outwit us? It's a battle of wits. Too many Christians are operating in the dim side of wits. Which is a nice way of calling them dim wits. you got to stop doing that. The enemy is using unforgiveness as a tool. You gotta not let him pull that off. You gotta extend that forgiveness. You cannot hold on to that bitterness. I'll tell you right now forgiveness that the forgiveness that is not extended, which that unforgiveness part turns into bitterness. Why do you want that cancer in you? Right? If you have real cancer, you don't want those cells in you, right? That's what we're praying for Nola for, right? Get those cells out. Why would you put that in you? Get that out. We are not unaware of his schemes. We I mean, were not unaware of his schemes. The so Satan is trying to take advantage of us by getting us to operate in unforgiveness. That's his tool. It's the opposite of God. It's what he tries to drive the Christian into doing to hold on to the bitterness and the anger. Don't do that. You're telling me I have a choice? Yes. Remember, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self control. <laughs> you see that? See that? Controlling yourself. You see what? Okay. The, the, and it's like, well, Dave, do you do that? No, I struggle with this. But I am aware of it. That doesn't that doesn't give me license to be mad. doesn't give me license to be bitter. But it gives me an understanding that I have to uh, uh, rise up, attain to the level that Jesus walked in. It's like, I got to get there. I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to get to that place. You too. Let's do it together. We don't want Satan to outwit us. We don't want him to trick us. We don't want him to pull a fast one. Well, how does he pull a fast one on Christians? By not getting them to forgive. That's the whole context that we started with. Remember, you don't want the person to be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow, reaffirm your love. I mean, it's all together. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. And I got some areas that I'm working, I'm still working on them. I'm working on things from from years ago. Yeah, Lord, help me get out of that. I think, oh, I got through that, and then it pops up out of nowhere. Guess what? I go right back to the Lord and say, I, I, I'm still holding on to this somehow. And I ask for help because only the Lord can help you. Okay? All right. Let's uh, answer the triv question in the Old Testament, whose palaces were filled with gold. As nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value, that would be King Solomon. It was him. And I will point this out to you. While I do believe that America is the wealthiest nation that ever lived in generalities, only in Solomon's kingdom was silver thought of like rocks. I'd like to have about 30 rocks. (laughs) These are silver. Silver, gold, whatever you're given. Just send it over. (laughs) Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Want us to get this specific scripture, and it's really important, is Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21 says, This against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not. Oh impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was seventy-five. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was a hundred. Twenty-five years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he 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 was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. 770-KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.